Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Welcome back, my friend, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Train. No, no, it's not The Train with Cliff. It is The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Oh my gosh, I have to remember which show I'm producing. By the way, today we're going to be talking about a topic that you may not anticipate coming from Cliff Ravenscraft. It is how to manifest success and dreams. Today we're going to be talking about the law of attraction. I am super delighted to bring to you a conversation that I had with my dear friend, Megan Porta, where we discuss some of the things that we have experienced as far as manifesting, turning our thoughts, our dreams into reality. We talk about what manifestation is. We briefly share our thoughts about what the law of attraction is. There are some resources that are mentioned in the conversation. I'll have links to all of those in the show notes, but I want to just preface and let you know that what you're about ready to hear is the audio recording of a live stream that Megan Porta and I did together on this particular topic. I hope that you enjoy, and I'll come back in at the end. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another online live stream. Cliff Ravenscraft here, and today you can tell I am not alone. I am joined by my wonderful friend, Megan Porta. Megan, how are you today? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I am super delighted. I had this idea that I'd love to collaborate with some folks that I've been blessed and honored to work with over the years, and you definitely were at the top of that list, and today you and I are going to do a topic that's near and dear to both of our hearts, and the topic is how to manifest success and dreams. So Mm -hmm. tell me, uh, what is it about manifestation that made that the first topic that came to your mind that you wanted to talk about? I think I have so few people who love talking about this topic. So, and I know you do. So I thought that was the first thing I thought of. Uh, And I know I've shared this with you, Cliff, but I actually manifested you as a coach in my life, my business. So I, it was an automatic, like, of course, this is what you should talk about. So there are people from my previous fake background who hear the word manifestation, the first thing they think of is the movie The Secret. And Mm -hmm. they've maybe even drawn some pretty negative um, opinions about this idea of manifesting things. So uh, the number one, I I would say criticism, is this idea that you could just think about something and you don't have to do anything it just appears in your life. And I, I don't know if I, I, I think I've actually gone and watched the movie version of The Secret once or twice. I remember seeing Bob Proctor in it. And, but the, I hear people who have just recently watched it, they say, well, for example, they suggest that you could desire to have a Ferrari and all you have to do is create a cardboard cutout vision board and put a Ferrari on it and put a lot of positive thought. And be, lo and behold, you wake up one morning, there's a Ferrari in your driveway. That's pe- that's people's idea of manifestation. Is that your understanding of manifest, uh, um, manifestation? And if not, how would you describe manifestation? I mean, kind of. I do think that you can. It can be as easy as that. I would say manifestation is using your thoughts to produce something in your reality. So... Yes, I mean, if you really wanted a Ferrari, you probably could manifest a Ferrari. But I think there's more to it than that. Um, There's like, you know, the strong desire for something and then kind of like the 
the unattached desire. So you're not like clinging to it and just like desperately wanting it. So I think there are elements that you need to think about. But yeah, I mean, if you want a Ferrari cliff, you should think about it and manifest it. <laughs> well, I, ironically, I've never wanted a Ferrari, but I did have a client and I did manifest something. So the story real quickly is I had a client that had come here, spent an entire uh, day with me. It's my Day with Cliff package, which, by the way, you can learn about at daywithcliff.com. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> daywithcliff.com. Anyway, so he came over, and at the time, I had given my car to my daughter, who all three of my kids were in high school at the time, and she was driving them back and forth to school. Stephanie had our other vehicle, and my client was here, and we were going to go out to lunch. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have a car. And, you know, do I ask him if he wants to take, you know, his rental car? I think he had a rental car that day. I'm not sure. But um, I remember Stephanie caught back just in time, and I'm like, hey, you ready to go to lunch? Let's go to lunch. And I remember saying, I, it's a good thing Stephanie got back when she did because we might have had to Uber to lunch. So that mm-hmm. this was a conversation that came up. And he's like, yeah, what? You, you don't have a car? I said, well, no, I gave my car to such and such. And, you know, I, I work from home and it's very rare that I need to drive anywhere. So I, if, if I need to drive a car, I rent a car. It's not a big deal. And I'm not a car guy. And he says, you're not a car guy? And he says, don't you have a dream car? And I'm like, well, no. And, but as, a, as soon as he asked that question, don't you have a dream car? I'm like, wait a second. Now that you asked that question, I guess I do have a dream car. Maybe two. One would be a Tesla, but quite frankly, it's not really a dream car of mine. I've never had a strong desire to have a Tesla. I think it would be cool to have a Tesla, and I'd probably be bored with it in two weeks. But still, you know, maybe that it's not practical. So no. However, from the time I was a kid. And I could tell you every year of my life, there's been one car that I would love to have. And it is a classic Volkswagen Beetle. Mm. And I continued to tell him about the smell of the car, the feel of the steering wheel, the, the, just, the, the, just every aspect of this car. And he's like, dude, you should get... He goes, what condition would it be in? And what color would you get? And I'm like, this would... And so I'm literally picturing this thing and um, it's like, oh my gosh. And he says, how much would that be? And I said, well, in the condition that I want, it would start around 7,500 and might go all the way up to about 10, 12, $15,000, but probably around 7,500 to get the kind that I want. That ironically, by the way, was the exact amount of money, 7,500 <gasps> that he just spent for wow. one day with me. Oh, wow. So I just made in one day what it would cost for me to have my dream car. Wow. So a couple a couple of days later, I get this in the mail. This is uh. an aluminum die cast car and it is a classic 1973 Volkswagen Beetle miniature and he put this in a box and he says, Cliff, thank you so much for helping me create a path to my dreams. Hopefully that you'll enjoy this gift and it will open up the possibility for your dream to come become reality as well. I sat with this on my car and I played with it almost every day for two weeks. And then one day, right before I leave for the gym, I, I, I'm like, I wonder if, how much it would be. I, I, it's been a long time since I've looked. I've never looked. So I went to Facebook Marketplace of all places typed in classic Volkswagen Beetle, I found this 1974 Volkswagen Beetle. It was uh, it was actually $9,000. And it said, this is 1974. It's in mint condition. It has 5,500 original miles. And it was available less than one hour from my house from a car dealer. Oh, wow. What? And I'm like, no way. And I said, Stephanie, how much do you love me? And she's like, what do you want? And I said, this. <laughs> and she goes, well, you know, sure, if that's what you want. So I go to the gym and I'm, I'm doing this. By that evening, Megan, that car was sitting in my driveway. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I didn't know it was that fast. Yes. Wow. So, so, so cool. literally within weeks of having the thought 
It mm-hmm. just instantly. Sh- now, some might say, well, that's not it just showing up in your driveway. Somebody didn't just drop it off and say, I'd like to give you this car. Yeah. Although, like you, I'm not so quick to say that that is outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Anyway. Right. So, but you did take action, too. I think that's part of most manifestation that you have to take inspired action in order for the car to show up or whatever to show up to. Well, th- that that is a question. It, it, I, I, I think that for maybe you and I, that would be a prerequisite because that's how our belief system works. We mm-hmm. Because we believe we must take some sort of action before it can ah, show yeah. up. That's within our belief. So the if you will, the God, the universe, whatever, this law that is taking place says, oh, well, okay, we will work within your framework because you have yeah. a resistance of this just magically appearing out that of nowhere. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, but sometimes it does just appear out of nowhere. And then those times you're like, whoa, that was so weird. How did that happen? That, that happened. <laughs> so... I, here's something you and I have been working together. You're one of my coaching clients. We've worked together now. We're almost wrapping up our second full year of coaching together. You've told me before that Mm -hmm. you, you said, Cliff, if I could just tell you sometime, one of these days, I'll tell you how I manifested you as a coach. And you kind of alluded to it in a conversation with me in the past. When we talked about creating this live stream, you said, Hey, I can finally tell the full story of how I manifested Mm -hmm. you as a coach. So you you saw how long I took for my Volkswagen bug story. By the way, I have more stories to tell. I don't know if you do, but go ahead and share your I have full so story. Many, but yeah, I love the story. So I had to write a few notes because it's been a while. Like you said, it's been two years since um, we started working together. And prior to that, so it was September of 2020. I just had this feeling like I had kind of reached a plateau in my business growth And I just felt like I needed someone to help guide me outside of like to the next level. And it was just such a strong, intuitive, like, oh gosh, I need someone. It wasn't like something. I knew it was someone to guide me. And I didn't know if it was a coach, a mentor, a friend, a peer. I had no idea how this person would show up. Um, I didn't know if it would be male or female. So after that, I, after that strong feeling, I just started visualizing, which is one of my methods I use to manifest things that I want. And I just had this image and I would do this almost daily, probably five times a week. So I would picture a person and it was almost like a silhouette, like a black silhouette there. It was not male. It was not female. It was just gender neutral. Um, but I did know that this person had a few qualities they had, they were smart, they were driven, they were kind, they had experience being an entrepreneur. Um, I think those were the main, yeah, those were the main things. And I would just focus on like maybe a minute a day or so, just kind of see this person, feel their qualities and just like, okay, no, you're coming into my life. I don't know how I'm open to however you show up. So I did this from September 2020 till about March 2021. And then at that point, I was reading John Lee Dumas's book, uh, Common Path to Uncommon Success. I had been a huge fan of his podcast for a long time. So I dug in his book and I remember seeing your name and it was just like a, it was so weird. It was like a little nudge, like, wait, I think I've heard his name before. I think John has mentioned his name on the podcast. And then I just went on like, okay, whatever. Like I have, I had no idea who you are. I was clueless about who Cliff Ravenscraft was. So went on, finished the book. And then I would say a few weeks later, or maybe even sooner, I just had a nudge to look you up on my Apple podcast player. So I looked up Cliff Ravenscraft, your podcast came up, the Cliff Ravenscraft show, and I remember seeing, because you have your picture of you there, and I was like, oh, I had no idea what you looked like. But I was like, oh, okay, that's what he looks like. Cool. And then I started digging into your episodes. I've told you before, I absolutely binge listened because all of your content is right up my alley. Just business, mindset, growing, spiritually, business-wise, all of it. So I listened for hours and hours. 
And after that, that was when Clubhouse was really popular too. So I found you on Clubhouse. I think I'd heard that you, maybe on your podcast, you said, you know, meet me on Clubhouse. So I would stalk your rooms, <laughs> hoping that you wouldn't see me. I was like hiding at the bottom. Um, and then I think I sent you an email. There was some prompt you put in one of your podcasts, like, hey, if this resonated with you, reach out to me, send me an email and put this in the title, in the subject. So I did. And I was really nervous. I'm like, he doesn't know who I am. He's never going to reply. And of course you did because you're so nice. And you just sent me this lovely reply, like, thank you for listening. Um, and I don't know if it was that email or the one after it, but you offered me a free coaching session. And at that point, I it clicked. I was like, oh no, I, I think this is the person that I've been manifesting because I because of the way that I reacted to it. And I remember I was sitting in my living room, my husband was in there and I started crying, Cliff. I was like, so honored that you would offer that to me. And I, I just knew it. I was like this, I think this is the person. And it turns out that you were because um, maybe a week later we did our coaching call and immediately you helped me break through some limiting beliefs with just like family stuff that I had family stories that I had carried around with me for my whole life. And I just felt free of those. And literally ever since we started working together, I have grown exponentially in my business and in my just pursuit of happiness and living a peaceful life. And so many things have fallen into place for me. So yeah, that's kind of my story about how you came, how you came to be, how I manifested you. Nice. I love that. Thank you so much. I, and I remember those initial conversations and just how much, you know, freedom there was for you to explore mm -hmm. things that you were, it was only you holding yourself back from. So yeah. anyway, awesome. So let's see here. Your first story, how you, okay, we, what is manifestation? What is the law of attraction? Let's talk a little bit about law of attraction and manifestation. How would you describe, or have you ever descri tried to describe to somebody this whole idea of law of attraction before? I have, especially to people who don't, um, who maybe aren't aware that they've experienced it. Because I think everyone's always using the law of attraction. We just don't necessarily know it. But when, when you try to explain it to someone, it's kind of hard to explain. But I would just say, like, you're bringing into your reality things that you focus on or things that you think about. Does that sound right? Or how do you describe it? Well, it depends on how much time I have. I actually, <laughs> so you know that I actually created a Free the Dream Workshop, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And Free the Dream Workshop now has an entire session on everything is energy slash law of attraction. Ah. So I, I have an entire like one hour, one hour session. And the way that I describe it, and I'll try to say this as briefly as possible, but the, it, first, there's a foundational belief that everything is energy. When it, we go to a subatomic level, we realize mm -hmm. that everything is this empty space that is the potential of anything. And there's this observer effect that whenever something observes these potentials of these waveforms, that it collapses into ma the material world. And so, so everything, this, this can that I'm holding is mm -hmm. energy, this mouse is energy, and my arm is energy. So everything is energy and everything vibrates at a different frequency. Mm -hmm. So that is the first foundational thing I try to get people to understand. Whether they believe it or not, I'm, that's not for me to say, but it's the basic understanding that that really the same atoms that make up this can are the same atoms that make up my skin. It's just different frequency and, and therefore it, it appears in different ways. Mm -hmm. So lots of different structures. So um, if everything's energy, it, by the way, if, if one can agree that everything is energy, then what are thoughts? What are beliefs? What are emotions? Well, mm -hmm. Those three things exist under the category of everything. So thoughts are energy, beliefs are energy, and actions are energy, and also our emotions are energy. In fact, emotions is energy in motion. So 
those are the things that I try to... Now, also what I try to do is I try to talk about the law of vibration. And sometimes if I, if I want to, I can actually show how tuning forks. So you could actually have two different tuning forks that are tuned to different frequencies. And if they're tuned to different frequencies, this fr- let's say, they say this tuning fork over here is tuned to 430 hertz. And this, tu- this fork here is tuned to 435 hertz. Well, if they're sitting next to each other and you clang on the one at 435, it will vibrate and the one on the left will do nothing. Mm-hmm. But if you take the one at 435 away and bring up a second one that is also 430 hertz, and then you ding that one, it will vibrate and it will cause the other one to vibrate. And it's because those things are tuned to the same frequency. Another right. another thing um, that I like to think about is the fact that in the room that I'm in and also in the room that you're in, which we're hundreds if not thousands of miles apart from each other, uh, we each are in rooms where there are hundreds, if not thousands, of different radio signals or frequencies that if we had a radio, let's say a short rate radio, we could pick up all sorts of AM transmissions, we could pick up all sorts of FM radio transmissions, and we could uh, do medium wave, short wave, and all t- sorts of other um, uh, short wave radio band transmissions from all over the world. And that has nothing to say for all the other like fire and email mess and all the other radio communications, the air traffic control. I mean, they're mm-hmm. if the inside of the room and it's all invisible. So energy and these energy waves and these radio frequencies are everything is energy. So in essence, the law of attraction says everything has a vibration. And whatever vibration you are, so if I'm if I'm a 430 hertz um, emotional state vibration right now, I'm going to attract into my life other experiences, mm-hmm. thoughts, beliefs, or behavior, or people who also vibrate at 430 hertz. Yeah. So that's so, so cool, it, isn't it? Like it, to yeah. think that. Yeah. So. One of the things that I, I would say is that we are all master manifestors. It's like, it's mm-hmm. so, so one of the things that I've heard people say, here's, I want to teach you how to become a master manifester. And I don't think anyone needs training on that because just like, have you ever gone to school? Have you ever taught anybody to school? Let me teach you the five fundamental principles so that you can master the skill of gravity. Because <laughs> we yeah. wouldn't want you to walk out your house and float up off the surface of the planet. You've never had to be trained on how to work with gravity, mm-hmm. right? So in essence, we all are manifesting. And if you read the book, The Four Agreements, he talks about the domestication of humanity and how we've accepted what's called the dream of the planet and the thoughts and beliefs and and the the consciousness of those who came before we were taught to adopt and vibrate at that societal level and at that cultural level and at that natu- national level and and in some case even smaller communities and so we have all of these vibrations within us and therefore, we are attracting what comes with that vibration. And if we are very, I told you this, it depends on how, how long I would go into the thing. <laughs> but my feeling is that for a very long period of my life, before I was ever open to even understanding more about what this is, I used to have a pretty pessimistic Somewhat, um, you know, just like, woe is me, you know, Murphy's Law, whatever could go wrong is going to go wrong blah, 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 this always happens to me, that kind of thing. And what I realized looking back, wow, I manifested all of those things. Mm-hmm. I kept focus. I kept focusing on those things. Those things vibrate at a certain frequency of experience. I attuned my frequency of my being to those, and therefore I consistently manifested more of the same. Yeah. And it wasn't until I bucked the system 
I went against the preconditioned ideas of my faith upbringing. They said, stay away from that new age stuff. Stay away from that personal help stuff. They will teach you all sorts of weird, crazy stuff. And, and, and you'll be working with evil spirits and all this other stuff. But when I almost died in the hospital, realizing that my old way of believing and being in the world wasn't serving me well, I decided to go against all of that advice and I began reading self-help and self-development books, which we'll get to Think and Grow Rich in a bit. But once I started reading things like Think and Grow Rich and was open to this and eventually studied the law of attraction itself, then I began to say, wait a second, I wonder if I can consciously just change my energetic being my inner the actual frequency that i'm putting off into the world instead of negative woe is me i'm a victim what if i actually saw life is working for me i believe that all good things come out of every situation i can always learn and grow and have a more positive outlook in life and as soon as i began doing that i noticed that more positive experiences mm-hmm. that matched that frequency came into my life and then i started dreaming really wild outrageous outlandish ble- dreams that that set my faith at much higher levels than i ever dreamed of dreaming before but not only that but i had full confidence that those were possible and that they would happen and anybody that's watched my journey over the last 17 years has witnessed one right after another being manifested right into reality. That's how I would describe the law of attraction. That was way better than my description, and I love it. I love everything you just said. All right. You said you have other examples. I've been talking and dialoguing or monologuing for a little bit. Tell me another (laughs) example of law of attraction for you. Yeah, the first manifestation. One that comes to mind is a few years ago, probably six years ago, I we had this neighbor who I met at the park because I was bringing our boys to the park. And he mentioned that he and his wife bought an RV and that they were going to start traveling in it. And I was like, oh, that is so cool. I, I want to do that. And I got obsessed. I just had this really strong desire and we were sick of our town home. It was very small for us. We were growing out of it. We tried to sell it in the past and it just hadn't worked. And I said to my husband, we need to sell our home and find an RV and travel for the summer. And he thought it was absolutely crazy, but I got him on board and it just still seemed impossible. Like who does this? This can't happen. But I had it in my mind that it was going to happen and everything turned out so crazy. I don't think I've ever told you this story, but the way things unfolded. When I look back, I just can't believe how it happened. So we ended up selling our home really quickly, which everyone told every realtor was like, you can't sell this house. You're not, you're never going to make any money. We did. We found a buyer. She was great. Really, really fast. Uh, We found an RV that was perfect for us. It was exactly what we wanted. And not only that, but my husband got laid off from his job. Um, like two days later. So suddenly we had no home, we had an RV and we had a whole summer ahead of us. And I worked as an entrepreneur, I worked from home so I could go anywhere. It was like magic. And I manifested that whole thing. And we were halfway through our trip and my husband looked at me, we were in the Grand Canyon and he was like, I cannot believe what you just did with your thoughts. This is crazy. So that was kind of the first like really big thing that I manifested that made me like, whoa, this is so cool. That's awesome. I love that story. So I was recently listening to a dear friend of mine who I've been listening to his podcast for 17 years, and he was just recently talking about manifestation and he has... He's like, listen, I just want you to know, I don't know anything about other than what I've heard. And, and, you know, and and this is my initial reaction, which was very much similar to, you know, the reactions that I tell you that a lot of people have. But um, one of the things, because my concern is like some people just have a couple of experiences and they say, oh, well, it must be this law of attraction and therefore it must be true. Except for the fact that, you know, we could talk about all of the negative experiences. We could talk about the placebo effect if we wanted to. And that is a scientifically proven 
case of how many people are healed because they actually have the belief and expectation of healing because they are convinced in their own mind that they took the real medicine in a trial and yeah. therefore, um, they they had this strong belief that it would this medication would heal them, and in many cases it does. But it's not the medication that healed them; it was their expectation and the vibrational mm-hmm. expectation of it. So yeah. there, there's a lot of cases for this, but I personally have several. Um, I don't want to go too much more into these stories, but uh, I'll just say this. For anybody who's been watching my journey for over the years, if you know the story about the house that I'm living in right now, the we call it the house that podcasting built. We moved into oh. this house, uh, what was it, um, nine years ago now. But the, we we could not even, I mean, there was no way we could afford the house that we live in right now when we made the decision to actually buy this house. And through a a number of things, it's just like, okay, we're going to have the faith. We're going all in on this. I know this sounds crazy. We're, we're going to put a thousand dollars down and we needed, I think 62 or we need 61,000 more dollars after taxes above and beyond where we already were financially. All of, we'd had no clue how we were going to do it, but we just knew that we were going to do it. And then a very brief, uh, shortened version of the story is we went on a cruise right after we signed the contract (laughs) and then we came home and I'm like, okay, how am I going to come up with this money? We've got nine months before this house is finished. Well, that led me to make a decision to do more of these podcasting A to Z courses that I was already doing. I was only doing four at a time. I decided to go to six and then all of a sudden, I'm like, well, I don't have to limit myself to 20 students. I could work a little harder and serve 30 or even 40 students at a time. For During that 12-month period of time, I went from never making more than $250,000 a year. I made $750,000 oh, that year. Wow. We not only had, when the house closed, not only did we have the... Uh, $61,000 after taxes above and beyond what we needed. We also had $38,000 to furnish every room in this home. Prior to this home, we lived in a house that we built years ago and everything we ever owned was always hand-me-down. So we didn't bring any hand-me-down with us. We furnished this entire massive home. So that was manifested. Now, as soon as the house was built... We were also in a situation where houses weren't selling and, you know, they weren't, you know, it's like, okay, it's not a big deal. We earned enough money. We wanted to be able to pay both mortgages for up to a year. That's, that was in our mind. That's that. However, I'm like, this is going to work out. Well, we did some work on the house, put it on the market, and within three days, the house sold. We had $21,000 that we walked away from that house with. Which, uh, which is a miracle because we bought a, we borrowed 103% when we built that house. Oh, wow. We were still getting out of debt at the time. But anyway, so we walked away with $21,000 and that led to the next manifestation, which was a family trip to Europe for two weeks. And we literally purchased a, a airplane ticket from the United States to Edinburgh, uh, Scotland. And we, two weeks later, booked a flight home from our, for our family from Amsterdam in the Netherlands. And we said, listen, here's what we want. We want to be able to go from here and get to here within two weeks. And we want to see Scotland, London, um, France, and Amsterdam. And we have no idea how we're going to do it, but we're buying these two (laughs) tickets. So that was the first thing that we did, just on full faith. And then we, we, we just figured out the train system and then we found a, a place to stay in each of the four places, and that's all the planning we did. Now, we made a list of all the things we dreamed that we would do uh, while we were there, and we created that list. But we made no plans on what days we're doing anything. We just, when we get there, we'll figure things out. We don't know how we're going to get from the airport to here or there, but we just kept just going with the flow, and everything flowed perfectly. Oh, that's so amazing. So much so that there were times where like, listen, we we are about 15 minutes from missing this train and we have no clue where we're at. And somebody stops and <laughs> says, hey, can I help you? 
and I'm like, sure, oh. can you tell me this? Oh, you got to go fast. It's you see this. You have to get all the way to the end of the building, turn left, and then turn left again. That, but you you've got to run, and it's like boom, and you know, wow. it's just that kind of stuff was happening, and it was the most laid back, relaxed trip of our life. We're in four different, actually, we're in five different countries in two weeks and had no clue how to transport ourselves anywhere, but just trusting that eh, it'll all work out somehow. And we made it home. That's cool. So. And Esther, you, you know how you now have this amazing story to share about it, too, and the experience of it. That's a really cool story. I had never heard that one. Yep. And there's so many more, but let's move on uh, I know, because I know. so many people, the people who are skeptics, they're going to continue to be skeptics, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. I would encourage you, at least if you are still tuned into this episode, then you have some interest in what we're talking about. And I would recommend that rather than having and sticking with a preconceived idea or a conditioned way of believing this, Maybe look to see if there aren't a reason why millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people around the world believe in this and are experiencing story after story after story. And it might actually help you understand some of the things that that have shown up in your past and consistently show up over and over again as far as circumstances that you'd like to avoid if you only knew how you might actually be responsible for those things keeping coming up uh, and how you could actually break the cycle by breaking the, the focus and the energetic output that you put out into the world, uh, it'd be worthy of looking into. And yes. let's see here. So uh, let's see next. Okay. So Megan, you talked about vi- you know vision boarding or at least uh, visualization. What are mm-hmm. some of the things that you've learned to become more effective in your manifestations? Um, to be more effective. So I think just being aware of this, like everything we're talking about, being aware that thoughts have that energy that you talked about, emotions have the energy, um, being aware that when you have low energy or like bad energy, that that can bring in the bad energy. Just, I think that awareness is huge. I went on for a long time in my life as well, where I was probably putting off awful, like really bad energy vibes and bad things would come to me, bad people, like negative people and issues, problems. So I think just the awareness is huge. And then um, also to be more effective, gratitude, just, I always start my day with gratitude I have so much to be grateful for, and I just try now to even the the bad things, like the perceived bad things that happen to me. I always try to turn it around and like, okay, what's the good in this? And to just be grateful for everything. I think that really helps to manifest the good things. Um, let's see what else. Just being around positive people, to spending time with people who lift you up and make you feel good and don't bring you down. They're not complaining all the time. That's been really important for me just to be like, oh, this person probably is not the vibe that I want to be around. I don't necessarily want to complain about people and things in my life all the time. Um, Yeah. And just, I think those are kind of the main things that I try to focus on on a daily basis. I love all of that. When for me, when back in 2015 and 2016 is when I was really heavily into this Tony Robbins uh, materials that I had gone all in on. So Stephanie and I went to Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within in June of 2015, I believe. And that weekend introduced us to a lot of techniques and strategies that we didn't know were related to the law of attraction and stuff like that. Obviously, Tony knew about all of this stuff and he goes he goes into great depth on these sorts of things in what's called his date with destiny program which is a a six-day program that he does but at upw he introduced us to this idea of your being in control of your emotional state and how vitally important it is that you choose how you want to feel and that if you choose to feel low emotional states it blocks you from your creativity 
And if you choose more positive emotional states, then you are more likely to receive your access to your creativity, inspiration, uh, and maybe even um, divine guidance, if you will. Now, he did not use any language related to what's called the map of consciousness or levels of consciousness Mm. back then. Uh, But today, I've done a lot of study on these things. And if you want, you could actually read a book called The Map of Consciousness Explained by Dr. David R. Hawkins. Incredible book. Um, definitely out there when it comes to, you know, a, a different way of seeing the world and spiritual paths and stuff like that. It might, might stretch some folks. It would have stretched me, you know, a couple of years ago to read that book. So mm-hmm. I do put that little warning there, but it's an incredible thing. And you could actually even do a Google search map of consciousness, Dr. Hawkins, and then go to the images and look for the one that looks like a little bit of an upside down triangle and it shows guilt and shame and apathy and, and you know, the anger and desire and pride and all of these little lower level energies that are below 200 and it'll show you that that's a victim or abuser mindset. And then anything starting at 200, which I think is courage and then it goes up to um, appreciation and gratitude and and love and connection and and all and, and hope and courage. You know, anyway, it goes up and up and up. And the higher you go, so Tony's like, listen, as long as you will choose how you feel, and you can actually choose how you feel any moment by what are you focused on, what meaning are you associating to what you're focused on? So what does it mean, this thing that you, like this, this situation just happened? Okay, well, what does that mean? You get to choose what it means. Mm-hmm. You can, it's like, ah, oh, I can't believe this has happened to me. These, all, these people always do this. Or mm-hmm. you could say, oh my gosh, this may be a sign from God, the universe, to help me become aware that there's something that I might want to change about my life to where I no longer experience this? What can I do to improve my way of being in the world and operating so that I don't attract this kind of stuff in my life? And I, I didn't have all that language and understanding, but anyway, controlling your emotional state, which is what you've already stated, I love that. The other one is the power of meditation. And also, I follow Abraham Hicks a lot now, the teachings of Abraham Hicks, which I used to be afraid to talk about publicly, but I'm not anymore. So I would encourage anyone and everyone who's really interested, forget about the secret. Just go straight to the source of that material and read the book called Law of Attraction by Esther and Jerry Hicks, which is an introduction to the teachings of Abraham Hicks. I will tell you, it is a channeled message a channeled message from uh, universal consciousness or um, a conglomerate of uh, metaphysical (laughs) beings. So it's a little out there. Actually, it's way out there. It's actually not just that. Literally, it's out there. (laughs) Literally, yeah. (laughs) But uh, this is a great book. It's called The The Law of Attraction. And then there are many other books by Esther and Jerry Hicks that continue on on this. But if you only knew the power of non-resistant thought, and non-resistant thought is to not resist what currently is, to keep pushing back and wishing this weren't the situation. I wish I wasn't experiencing this financial law in my business. I wish my, uh, my kids weren't saying and experiencing and doing these things. I wish these people wouldn't do that. And what happens is your energy, your focus is on what you don't want, and that's the vibration is what that experience is, and law of attraction says, okay, I get it. I'll bring you more of other things that will resonate on that frequency, and so you Mm -hmm. create more and more and more of the same, but if you could instead kind of just like, hey, if you can't see the situation as being better than it is. Basically, if you can't visualize in your mind and see your kids behaving or doing or acting differently, if you can't see in your mind things just completely shifting for you financially and all this other stuff, if you're having a hard time, what I love about Abraham Hicks, she's like, take a nap, literally, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or just give up for the rest of the day. Start over in the morning. 
Get a full yeah. night's sleep and start with a fresh stretch. But l- be mindful of where you let your mind go as soon as you wake up or as soon as you come out of that nap or as soon as you come back from that meditation. And mm-hmm. oftentimes she, she's like, listen, it's very clear that as soon as you experience something you don't want, she talks about launching this rocket of desire of what you do want. The universe now knows that you want it. It's asking it will be given. This is a biblical principle. And so just know that the universe knows it. The only thing that might stand in the way is your resistance to it actually happening. So sometimes the best thing you could do is just go feel good about something else if you can't feel good about that situation and allow that thing to just naturally start working its way back towards you. Mm. So I love that. Certainly a lot there. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The next thing that we had on our list here, we wanted to talk about the fact that we both love Think and Grow Rich. And mm-hmm. in fact, when we talked about doing a live stream together, you're like, hey, we could do a topic on this or this or this. And this is actually a separate topic. But seeing though, really Think and Grow Rich is a lot about the law of attraction. The very first chapter, the very first words in the first chapter is truly thoughts are things. And then it's all about everything is energy. So given that Think and Grow Rich is a great book also to start on this, what are your top two favorite parts of the book, Think and Grow Rich? This is nearly impossible for me to answer because I love, I love so much about the book. So I kind of randomly just picked two things I loved. Um, One is a quote that I have in my living room upstairs on a little plaque, and that is, Um, whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve that is in the book. And I, I, when I read this book, that concept just got me, I was like, wait, what? Um, And I think that's kind of what the whole concept of the book is about. So that would be my number one, like quote that I would choose from the book. And then, oh, I actually have my book here. I, I, I don't know about you, but I have like highlighted. Oh boy. Yeah pages and like dog-eared pages so I picked one of my favorites here and um I mean I could read so many of these but this one's really good so this talks about ideas and he says that most ideas are stillborn and need the breath of life injected into them through definite plans of immediate action the time to nurse an idea is at the time of its birth Every minute it lives gives it a better chance of surviving. So an idea is just an idea until we actually act on it. And the faster we act, the greater chances of success for us. Um, And then just like how fears can so often be what holds us back from achieving successes that we want. So fear of being criticized, fear of failing, you know, all those fears that we go through as entrepreneurs, like, everyone else is better than me. What, who do I think I am? And then we pause. But if we just acted right away on those things that we knew would create success for us, then we would have better chances of achieving them. So I want to know what your two favorite parts are, Cliff. I love that. By the way, at first, I just want to thank you because it, as many times as I've read that book, that that saying has always stood out to me, but it never so much that I remember making such a huge point to to really think about it in the way that, that you've brought it up into my mind today. Mm-hmm. So what can you reread that actual quote about a dream is uh, stillborn and just waiting for life oh, yeah. to be breathed into it? Because that, that mental image is such a powerful mm-hmm. thing. And knowing what you and I know today about dreams and how we literally give life to those experiences... Uh, is powerful. So would you read that again? Yes. Most ideas are stillborn and need the breath of life injected into them through definite plans of immediate action. The time to nurse an idea is at the time of its birth. Every minute it lives, it gives it a better chance of surviving. Oh, man. So powerful. Wow. That is incredible. I do remember that in the book and, and it's, and it's so potent and it's something that I know to be true. There are so many ideas that I've had over the years that I've allowed to wither and any Mm -hmm. idea that I've ever breathed life into and remained focused on and took that inspired action towards, 
quite frankly, there's never been anything I ever truly dreamed that I wanted to create that I didn't actually create in this world. There have only been a few rare occasions that where I had a dream or an idea, I breathed life into it, I saw it coming to life, and in the progress in the progression of turning it into reality, only through the process did I learn. And it's like, wait a second, I don't actually want this anymore. And whether it be that that I still have some unconscious or subconscious beliefs about what might happen if I get there and I don't, you know, so there's, there's either some, some work to be done on my belief system underneath, or it's just like, wait a second, I realized that that dream actually isn't my dream. It's a dream that I was taught that I should have. And that it was mm-hmm. responsible to have that dream. And and this is why you should be doing this. And I'm like, okay, well, I finally am going to put some you know action towards this. And I began to visualize it only to realize it's like, wait a second, I'm creating somebody else's dream. This isn't mine. Yeah, that's powerful too, because it might be somebody else's dream that they wanted to breathe life into and you're like handing it back to them, right? Yep. Yep. By the way, I am going to share my two, but uh, you know that I have a podcast called the Train with Cliff Audio Journal Podcast. Mm -hmm. Just like you could go to daywithcliff.com, by the way, uh, you could also go to trainwithcliff.com. And Train with Cliff is an audio journal podcast that I've been doing since I think maybe November 2018. Anyway, It is a podcast where I give behind-the-scenes look into my personal, professional, and even my spiritual life sometimes, and there was a series of podcasts. Are you you aware that I was doing a Think and Grow Rich series in the Train with Cliff Audio Journal? A long time ago, right? I think I listened to part of that but i did i have not listened to the whole series so if you're interested i if you're a train with cliff audio i know you are but uh yes. if anybody else out there is a train with cliff audio journal subscriber i can give you a, a link to an archives page there are 29 episodes <gasps> of oh. this podcast where i talk about just the first nine chapters of the book i'm not even oh, wow. finished covering it so, so there are 29 episodes. Now, to give you off the top of my head, and I didn't think about this ahead of time, I, I did write the question, what are the top two favorite things about uh, Think and Grow Rich, but I knew that I would want to come up with it off the top of my head. So the two things that stand out to me, number one is the mastermind group. Just what the, once I learned about the power of a small group of people who have decided to come together and work with you in a spirit of harmony harmony, where every single member of the group is committed to the success of every other member in the group. That was mind-blowing. And Mm -hmm. I had, I mean, I'd had experience in mastermind groups before without knowing that that's what they were. But once I got intentional about the whole idea of we're going to get together and I'm only going to collect a number of people who resonate with the kind of, life that I want to create for myself and I don't want people who are going to judge me. I don't, it's not necessarily that I don't want people to, you know, to, uh, you know, poke questions and stuff like that or, you know, whatever. It's just, I don't want people who are like, Cliff, you know, will you just stop it with always wanting more kind of, I didn't want those kind of people. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I wanted people who would work with me in a spirit of harmony where everything that we're doing is in support to an encouragement of whatever it is you feel called to create in this world. And in October of 2010, Pat Flynn was one of my clients at the time. We had been working together, had a lot of amazing conversations, and he had just read Think and Grow Rich, and we were talking about the mastermind principle, and I said, hey, would you, are you in a mastermind group? He says, no, are you? I said, no. So would you like to be in one with me? He's like, yeah, let's do it. And we started that together, and we have been meeting, Pat Flynn and I have been meeting every week since October 2010. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's powerful. And the way that my life has transformed as a result of this mastermind group Uh, with Pat Flynn, and eventually Michael Stelzner from Social Media Examiner joined us, and Ray Edwards, and Mark Mason, and Leslie Samuel, but the six of us have been meeting together for well over a decade, all six of us, 
And it's just the most incredible thing that's happened in my life, upgrading my peer group to people who are uh, who have consistently been through every phase of everything that I've been going on since, well, ever since the last uh, 13 years of my life. Wow. So it, it is incredible. So the mastermind principle, so much I loved it. I was going to write a book on mastermind groups, and now that you know these chat GPT things exist in the world, AI tools, I will finally write that book. However... Before all of the AI tools came out, I decided, ah, I'm not going to write a book. I'll just do a podcast. And by the way, you can find this at UpgradeYourPeerGroup.com. It's available for free. Seven episodes all about everything I could teach you about mastermind groups available for you mm-hmm. over at UpgradeYourPeerGroup.com. All right. I've learned so much from you about mastermind groups. So I'm, I'm glad that that called to you. <laughs> and not only that, but you've actually started your own mastermind groups. Yes, I have. Yep. And they're very successful as well. Yep. Awesome. And my second favorite um, aspect of Mm -hmm. the uh, Think and Grow Rich book, the power of auto suggestion. So there's an entire Mm -hmm. chapter of Think and Grow Rich on auto suggestion. And when it introduced the concept to me that my subconscious mind has the ability, if programmed correctly, to get me massively different results in my behavior and also the way that I think and in the way that I feel. Um, and so real quickly, for anybody that doesn't have an understanding of auto-suggestion and subconscious mind, the idea is, is that uh, one might make a suggestion. So for example, if you go, let's just say, you've been suffering from a persistent cough and maybe a light fever for several, uh, let's just say for two weeks, and it's been going on and on and on, and nothing you've tried over the counter is working and all this other stuff. But let's just say you go to the doctor's office, and chances are you are likely going to sit in a waiting room for a very lengthy period of time, and then you'll be called back to one of the very few rooms, and you're going to sit sit for a very lengthy period of time. Psychologically, this is all brilliant, and it's to help you understand that this person that you're about ready to see is an expert, their time is valuable, they know what they're doing, and eventually they're going to come in and ask you what's going on. They're probably wearing a white coat, which you've, without being, without even knowing this, you've been hypnotically conditioned from the time you were a kid through the television shows and movies that you've watched that people with a white coat should be trusted and that, <laughs> that you should believe what they say. And so, therefore, now you sit down and tell what's going on to this person and because they have a white coat and because they you, you've gotten their you know s- such valuable time they listen to you and they said oh okay here's what you need to do go and take this and do and do this and you'll be fine within probably 3 to 5 days call me if there's anything if, if this is still going on a week from now and so because of that you, you, this person just made a suggestion if you do this you will be well all right, that is a suggestion. Now, anytime somebody suggests something to you, you actually hear what they're saying and your hearing of it is representing to yourself what you just heard. So what you've just done is you've taken their suggestion and by thinking about it and accepting it, you've actually turned it from a suggestion to an auto suggestion. So auto just means self. So, for example, somebody could write a biography, but if they write an autobiography, they're doing it about themselves. So, somebody can make a suggestion, but it doesn't actually enter into you until you've turned it into an auto-suggestion. So, this is what auto-suggestion is, and this is how that placebo effect works if you were to go and study the placebo effect. And many cases, there are doctors in their white coats that says, hmm, here, try this. This is a new thing. It's just come out on the market. This will heal you. And some of those things are not medicine. They're nothing more than a sugar pill. But ironically, sometimes as much as 50% can be healed just because 
of the suggestion which they turned into auto-suggestion. So when I began to discover this, then it it helped me understand the world of hypnosis and self-hypnosis and altered states of consciousness, and that opened up a whole different set of rabbit trails for me. So auto-suggestion was one of my, it's my second, I don't know that I can rank them one or two, but those are my two that came to mind instantly. I knew you would, I kind of knew that you would pick Mastermind, um, and the auto-suggestion doesn't surprise me either, because we've chatted about that in recent calls, too, so good picks, solid picks. Awesome. All right, so one last question for you, and uh, we'll wrap up on this. Megan, uh, what is the your favorite lesson that you've learned as an entrepreneur? Oh gosh, so, so many lessons, right? Like, I mean, I could go on forever. This could be a whole entirely other episode, but I think just the concept that we kind of talked about, you have to act, um, act on your dreams and inspiration and the ideas that come to you. And also you have to do it consistently. So you don't just act once, you have to be consistent in order to find success and to achieve those desired freedoms you want in your life. And that is a, something that is in my mind all the time is act and be consistent. And I've learned from not acting and not being consistent that success doesn't come from that. So I just always try to keep that lesson at the top of my mind. I love it. And like you said, we could do an entire other session on lessons learned as an entrepreneur. And I'm sure that you and I will maybe collaborate on some more live stream and podcast content in the future. So I'm just going to pick one. And again, I didn't think of anything ahead of time, didn't write anything down. So I'm just going to pick what immediately came to me after I answer, asked you the question. And that is, life is created. And as an entrepreneur, I recognize it more easily than when I was not an entrepreneur. When I was an employee, so many times what I was working on a majority of my life was on fulfilling the processes and systems of other people's business and what their goals were and what their aspirations were and what they wanted to create. And I was paid and compensated, sometimes well, to participate in what they wanted to create. Whereas in my own business, ever since I've been self-employed, I recognize that, wow, I can create whatever I want. I can, I can create whatever product I want. I can create whatever service I want. I can, I could get bored and completely shut down what I don't want anymore and create something new and actually succeed at it. And I could do that and reinvent myself over and over and over again. And so because I have had so many thoughts that I've been able to turn into things that actually exist in the materialized world, I have come to understand and as an entrepreneur, given the fact that a majority of my waking hours are devoted to work-related things, um, I've noticed that the work-related things, what I desire to create, those things are the things that I create, and I turn thoughts into things. And so life is created. And you and I and everyone, even if you're not an entrepreneur, but I learned it as a favorite lesson of being an entrepreneur, when given the freedom to do anything and any everything that I want in any given week, and I've been an entrepreneur self-employed for 17 years, no boss ever, not one day ever tell me what I should or should not do with my time, effort, and energy. And that absolute freedom to put that time, effort, and energy on anything and then to actually think of something on a whiteboard and live it 90 days later, mind-blowing and awesome. Megan, it is an honor to connect with you. Where can people find you and what you've got going on in the world? Um, mostly, well, I have a food blog, pipandebby.com, but also, um, the entrepreneurial side, you can go to eatblogtalk.com. That's my, uh, podcast for food bloggers. And I'm on Instagram at eatblogtalk. 
Awesome. And I'll put links to all of that in the show notes. If you are a blogger or an entrepreneur who wants to learn how to succeed more in online business, Megan has a lot of great content in helping you expand your beliefs about what's possible for you, especially on the blogging side of things. She's got things worked out there that, quite frankly, um, you know, this this talky talk guy that doesn't like the righty right very much. I'm not going to be able. I, I'm not going to give you all of those insights, but Megan has them over at. Did you say it's eatblogtalk.com? Yes, and yep. uh, and it's in and it's in audio podcast format. So what what's not to love? I'll put a link to her podcast and everything else she mentioned here in the show notes. Megan, thank you so much. Until next time, we encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Well, there you go, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you got some value out of this conversation. I want to hear from you though. Send me an email, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Put manifestation or law of attraction in the subject line and tell me what is your reaction to this episode? What are your thoughts, your feelings about this episode? Now, I know a lot about the diversity of people who are listening to this particular podcast, and I already have some thoughts in my mind about the different type of reactions that have come up. As I, I see her like, oh my gosh, Cliff, I didn't had no idea that you listened to Abraham Hicks. I had no idea that you have this experience and and that you think about the law of attraction and and stuff like this and there are going to be some that are really excited about the fact that this episode has been released there are going to be some who are now ultra concerned i'm eager to hear from all of you literally if 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 every single person who listens to this episode were to email me i'd be thrilled it might take me months to respond to you all but Here's the reality. I've been asking for calls to actions for years, and I put this out, and chances are about 15 or 20 of you are going to actually hear this message right here, right now, and you're going to open up your email, and you're going to type in cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. You're going to put either manifesting or law of attraction into the subject line, and you're going to write me an email. My question is, are you going to be one of those 15 to 20 people? I can't wait to hear from you. Please reach out. Let me know what your thoughts, what your reactions, what your feelings are about this topic. Ideally, I'd love to know if you're interested is this new to information to you? Is this something you've heard a lot about but you'd like to know more about? These are the kinds of things I'd like to know. Of course, I'm just as eager to hear from those of you who have very deep concerns and want to know how far Cliff's gone off the beaten path. (laughs) I'm happy to have that dialogue with you as well. I can't begin to tell you how much I appreciate you, how much I love the fact that you've given me your attention over all of these years, or some of you have just tuned in for the first time. I'm thankful that you've tuned in for this past hour. I just can't express all of the appreciation that I have for you in words. And if you only knew how much I genuinely want to hear from you, no matter what your reaction is to this episode. And I can't wait to hear. So send me an email, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset and man.